when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps, I am uber excited. I have a great guest, and today we're going to be talking about advanced email marketing. And his name is Luis Xavier, and he's with a company called Sales Studios. And he's coming to us from all the way down under in Australia. But Luis, there's one thing I noticed, man. You don't sound like somebody who can speak fluent kangaroo. How come? (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. So I'm actually Brazilian, but I have been living in Australia now for 16 years. Wow. So you've got a hybrid. You do have a little bit of a hybrid Brazilian-Australian accent. It's pretty cool. Um, but anyways, we're not here to talk about your, uh, you know, your geography. We're here to talk about the geography of people's inboxes and how to make that work better for business. But before we get started, I want people to know about you and your origin story. So how did you go from some who used to drive around a male stripper to helping people strip out bad emails in their inbox. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's back in the day, but it did happen. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that essentially evolved to me um, doing a lot of different uh, things and other jobs all the way to me working with uh, video animation. And with video animation, I only had one minute, 60 seconds to convey a message and have a call to action and help my clients to pretty much uh, have the uh, call to action up and running. And um, when I found out about email marketing, I was in love and I, I used that, you know, really a lot um, because I could have email sequences with lots of emails and I had a lot more time to nurture the customers, the leads, and um, pretty much get a lot more success and results from it. Gotcha. So one of the questions that I get a lot is, you know, why do I need to get, you know, heavy duty email program? I mean, some people take it to extremes and get like a whole suite like HubSpot or Salesforce and other people just want to use something simple like a free MailChimp or a low end constant contact account. Why do people need to look at something that's a little bit more advanced like active campaign which is something i use and you use that's what one thing we do have in common yeah uh, that's a great question so what usually happens is if you have a shop uh it could be an online store it could be um you know a brick and mortar you will essentially at some stage need to talk to your customers and send email is a very good way to do that however the more personalized you want to get the more targeted you want to get with the list the more complex it gets because you need to segment your contacts you will need to have automations in place that will send the right email at the right time to the right person and that's why 
some of those platforms are very complex and they have quite a lot of um, bells and whistles uh, compared to something smaller like um, a platform that would only send emails and not do any of that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them have some of that built in. And some of these platforms are better at doing automations than others, which I think is one of the key things that you're talking about. So one of the things that... I think a lot of people don't understand is the concept of deliverability. And so, you know, we think that just by putting somebody on a list, they're going to get the email, right? And we've all seen it where all of a sudden you say, hey, I sent you an email and you didn't get it, you know, and it's like, why didn't you get it? Well, maybe it went to spam, maybe it went to junk, but it could be other things, right? Absolutely. So usually a lot of people don't talk about deliverability and we actually pretty big on deliverability. We have helped um, pretty big businesses like a super fund in Tasmania that is worth $23 billion. So some of those big businesses, they, and even small businesses, they are, uh, they have compliance uh, in terms of delivering the emails on time and they must have those emails delivered and the thing is like usually most of the the businesses they have this big list that they built because they are running ads and they have traffic and so on like it could be organic traffic could be paid traffic but they build those lists and they start sending emails and in the beginning it works just fine because usually as they grow uh, the, the list, they will be um, sending more emails um, and that works fine. But with time, if they're not cleaning up the list and if they're not doing the right thing, they will have problems with deliverability. So in other words, the emails might not be delivered at all. The emails might be uh, landing to the spam folder. They might be landing in the promotional folder. So a lot of things can actually happen and these can really cripple businesses. So for example, this uh, business that I just mentioned now, they, they had 400,000 customers and they needed to send the statements to those 400,000 customers mm -hmm. and their open rate was really low. So it means that the emails were not arriving. And if they were arriving, they were going directly to the spam folder or the promotional folder. And they were, you know, ob obliged to send those emails and uh, make this work. So we, we worked with them to make sure that two things happened. Really, uh, the technical side was on point, And we're talking about DKIM, SPF, DMARC, and so on, all those boring things that people don't usually talk about. And then also the, uh, the not so technical side of things, which is, um, you know, the emails, like what is inside of the emails, the images, the best practice. So in this particular case, they had a merger and they ended up like with a, a different name altogether. And the recipients were receiving the emails, but they had no idea who they were receiving emails from. So we needed to educate the business on educate the customers about the new name, the merger and all that stuff. So th there's quite a lot of work um, that goes into deliverability. Makes sense. And, and you kind of covered a lot of different things that, 
you know, some people may know about, may not know about. One of the things I know is the term quote unquote newsletter, you know, which a lot of people think that email marketing is about where you basically take, you know, 10 stories, you know, it's the flavor of the month, the employee of the month, uh, you know, who had a baby, uh, what color is blue this month, you know, what are the holidays coming up? I mean, they put together these emails with like 5,000 things in them. And, you know, most people don't have time to read one, nonetheless, a thousand. What do you find with engagement? What are the things that people are looking at now that actually get them to engage? I mean, to open and click through an email? Great question. So usually the way we do things is the following. We talk to our customers, we identify what they are do what they're doing and what they are trying to achieve. From there, we create a strategy that is 100% custom to them. And from there, we are essentially doing a combination of lead management. So for example, we would have a welcome sequence that would receive all the leads and would essentially say um, who they, the, the business is, what they're doing. Uh, and, and, and it's about the like, trust, and no. So if uh, you know, like, and trust someone, it's a lot easier for you to buy from them. Um, and the other component to that as well is when you're trying to sell something, people will not buy straight away, always. So what happens is you need to do a follow-up after you send the offer, right? So we might have a chat today and I might tell you like, hey, I do this amazing thing with emails and you're like, oh, cool. Okay. Well, I'm busy now. Let's have a chat next week. If I don't do a follow-up and uh, have a chat to you, you might forget about it. And that's the same thing with emails like it's still sales so usually um for example just in terms of uh, emails itself we would have the welcome uh email sequence like i mentioned uh, if people don't buy we would have an educational sequence where we continue to provide them with more information about the products and services and if they still don't buy we take them into a follow-up sequence where we get to use a multitude of um, different channels so we might use SMS, we might use um, emails itself, we might use custom Facebook audience. But the idea is that we're reaching them in different channels, complementing the emails. But going back to deliverability, right? Um, if you continue to send just emails and they're not opening, you're going to get in trouble. And that's why we use a multitude of different channels. But... Um, with the, the emails, um, you need to have engagement, okay? So if you don't have engagement, you don't actually have people reading your emails and you won't have sales, okay? So with the newsletter, in my world, the newsletter is the last thing that people usually see, not the first, because we customize the message, we personalize the message. So we need to make sure that each lead will have a custom journey and um it will just make sense to them to receive the right mail mm -hmm. 
So one of the things that I learned when I first got into internet marketing was, you know, they always said the, you know, the, the, the money's in the list. And one of the things that I ran into was people wouldn't have you on webinars or podcasts or anything unless you had a 5,000 person email list. So I spent years trying to build up a 5,000 person email list and I gather all these names and none of those people really cared. <laughs> and so, you know, I had the list, but I didn't have anything of value, you know, when I looked at it. So what are some of the things that people need to think about when they're looking at the size of their list and controlling their list? Yeah, I would say that size in this case, it does and it doesn't matter at the same time. And I say that because if you have a small list with people that are actually uh, interested in what you're selling, it's actually better than having a big list with people that are not interested in what you are selling, right? So when you are getting the, when you're collecting the emails, when you are building your list, you need to have a few things in mind. So the very first thing, never buy a list. It's actually really bad to do that for um, lots of reasons, but the, the number one is actually deliverability. You can have spam traps in the list. Um, you can have all sorts of nasty things that, that will damage your reputation. Uh, and I mean, domain reputation and IP reputation. But on top of that, you don't know if those people inside of that list, if they are actually interested in what you are selling. Okay. Uh, the other thing is when you are building your list, make sure you segment your list. So make sure you segment your list and have your list um, segmented by uh, a range of uh, different things. So for us, we segment our list based on what people are interested in, what people are buying, and also if they're customers or if they're not customers, uh, if they open emails or if they're not open emails, if they visited websites that belong to you or not. So then in the future, you can use those segmentations to essentially build a new list where you can send offers that will make sense to those people to see. Um, so... Another thing that I was going to say is if you're doing a survey, it's actually a very good way to segment lists as well. So if you already have a big list and you don't know how to segment your list, you can actually run a survey. And this survey can have questions that you um, will be asking them and then you can use the answers to segment them. That's a really good idea about uh, using a survey to segment and target. Um, that's... Uh... It's an interesting way of doing it. Speaking of interesting, do you have any success stories that you want to share that kind of show the power of what you do and how it's been successful? Absolutely. So um, for the people that work with ClickFunnels, they have something called two comma clubs. And those two comma clubs are people that are making over a million dollars in one year. And uh, we have had many clients that were to come a club uh, members, winners. And um, one of them is John Perbethy from Ad Clients. And um, they came to us, they, they were already doing um, well over $8 million in revenue. And uh, they came to us because they wanted to increase their revenue by 
leveraging active campaign. So we did a multitude of things um, to help them, but the the number one thing that really brought a lot of success to what they were doing was deliverability. So we increased their deliverability from 8% open rate all the way to past 40%. Um, and then the other thing that we did that helped them quite a lot was to introduce them to powerful automations that could be used in combination with the CRMing side of Active Campaign. So Active Campaign has got what we call deals. And those deals, they are pipelines where you can set up stages and have the deals inside of each one of these stages. So you can have a stage for new leads, then you can have a stage for leads that you have spoken to and so on. So we did create, we did, we created the stages and the pipelines, but we also automated a lot of those stages. So if people didn't take action, they would receive SMSs, they would receive emails, the sales team would get reminders as well. So by doing all of that, we just cut a lot of the waste that was happening inside of the system itself. Um, the other thing we did was to create an unsubscribe um, platform uh, inside of Active Campaign. So it, this is what I call unsubscribe hack, really. And when people go to unsubscribe, instead of just unsubscribing them, we allow them to choose between general or newsletter or offers. And then we get to keep those leads and show them what they want to see rather than just unsubscribe them. Hmm. Another really good idea. So Luis, this has been great. Lots of great info, lots of good concepts about using email marketing. If people wanted to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, the best way to contact me and book a meeting with me is going to www.salesstudios.com. And then you will also be able to see a little bit of um, the work that we're doing. There are some case studies there. And uh, for anyone that is listening to this podcast, I'm happy to give you guys a special offer as well. So just mention that during the call. Awesome, Luis. Well, thanks, man, for coming on and dropping some sizzling hot bacon knowledge bombs on my peeps. I look forward to speaking to you again soon. And thanks for all your insights. My pleasure. Take care. Have a good one. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. <laughs>